Alrighty, what's up, y'all? Um, this is the first podcast on my new Zoom F4 field recorder. I am on the way to Cedar Park, Texas from College Station, Texas. And I already love this. And this is the first time I'm even using this. First time I'm trying it out. And it's working exactly the way I wanted it to work. Um, pretty cool, pretty awesome. And so in this episode, I wanted to talk about purpose and kind of walk through and discover with you guys how we find purpose and what it looks like, what are the steps to get there and and all of that. And so that's what we're going to be talking about over the drive. I hope the audio quality is good, even with the rattling. We'll see how it, it holds up when we get up to speed here. Oh, I absolutely love driving and traveling to new places and going down the roads. Um, one of my favorite parts is seeing the the sun and the sky and the horizons and how the, the landscapes change. I think that's amazing and I really can't get enough of that uh, in particular. So purpose, we're talking about purpose today. You know, purposes, I, I, would mo- I would classify it more as purposes instead of purpose. Um, being because I don't believe that as human beings, the, the elegant creations we are, that we only have one purpose. You know what I mean? I truly believe that we have an unlimited amount of purposes. It just depends on how much of that we want to manifest in our lives, how much we want to receive from the Lord, uh, from God. So the way I see purpose is ultimate submission to the will of God, taking you down a path that was designed for you in order to walk in the purposes that were set beforehand. And it says that in scripture, that, that God created us as his good workmanship to, to walk in the good works that he set beforehand. And, and it's crazy to think about it that way because the question pops up. It's like, okay, is it predestination? Do we have destiny or do we have free will? And the answer clearly and simply is both. We have both free will and we have destiny. We have purposes. We have things that God has set before for us to walk in. And, and, and let me break down the walk in part. And, and it, for, for a lot of Christians, it makes sense. And, and a lot of people that are new to the church, it might not make as much sense. But walking in that purpose is just walking in accordance to the um, calling in which you've been called. So walking in such a way now as if you were Matthew McConaughey in the future, you know, like Matthew McConaughey didn't get to his level of success by just walking, like by, by doing something that average Joe does, you know, um, and that's what I love about it is we have the choice like God and back to that that free will versus predestination thing is God 
loves us so much that he has given us the ability to not choose him. Because if we already knew who God was, like if God was very apparent right now in our lives, if in, in the sense of physical, like God, you could go, you know, have dinner at his house tonight. Like if that was the case, then it's almost like we don't have a choice in the matter. We're like, oh, it's God. Of course I need to love him because it's God. It's like, no, he has given us the choice to choose him or not to choose him. And what I mean by choose him is he's given us the choice to walk in his purposes, to walk in the accordance to the design that he made you. So he made like, God is an all-powerful, like whether or not, like God is an all-powerful being. He created everything. And so he created each one of us. He created you with specific purposes in mind, with, with things that, that he optimized you as a creation for. Like the iPhone is optimized for certain things while the Android phones are optimized for other things and they fit to two different types of people. And that is something that I'm, I'm seriously passionate about. So it's like, okay, how do we, if that's the case, how do we find what the meaning of life is? What, how do we find what our purpose for being here is? We just woke up as babies. How do we figure that out? And it, it really comes down to something pretty simple is seeking God in every situation. And so it talks about in scripture to pray unceasingly. And so what does that mean? Well, it's not have your eyes closed all the time, all the times with your head bowed while you're walking around town or driving your car. No, no, no. Like God is a part of you. If you've received the Holy Spirit, if you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you have seeked the Lord, if you say, God, please, Lord Jesus, I just want to do what you've designed me for. I want to walk in the purposes in which you have for me. I want you to come into my life and, and really come into my heart. I want to set my heart on your purposes. If, if you've done that, then the Holy Spirit, which is God, he got, the Holy Spirit is a person that is intertwined with your being. That means God is a part of every single one of your thought processes. And he becomes more and more a part of that as we let him in more and more. I use this analogy a lot. The analogy I use is you can invite the cleaning crew over to your home. You can call them up, say, hey, my house needs to be cleaned. It's dirty. There's a lot of broken stuff in here. There is, there's so much gunk in here that I just need cleaned out. You can invite them to, you can call them and say, I need that. Schedule an appointment for them to come. And if they show up and you're in your house and they knock on the door, you're like, mm, you know, ah, yeah, I'm gonna. If I open the door, they're gonna ha they're gonna be able to see all the gunk in my life. They're gonna be able to see all this nastiness and what what I've let myself come to, and and so ah, I'm just you know I'm not gonna let them in the door. It's like that is exactly what we do with God. If we don't let God in the door, he he has no power to 
clean us out. He has no power to heal us. He has no power to take those scars that we have from, let's say, childhood. That's usually where they come from and and fix them up. He has no way to just heal our heart and and, and get us in line with his purposes because we don't allow him to come in. And so, like, how do we allow God to come into our lives? And I'm not the best at this always, but the more and more I live life, the more and more I read scriptures and, and get closer to what the whole story of the gospel, which is just the good news, is, I, I become... I. I recognize more and more how important it is. I recognize how I cannot live without him, you know? And so I I think where what what we have to do to let him in is is first read his word. Um because there's power in words when we speak words, when we um tell people things like you with your words you have the power to ruin someone's day. Or make it the best day ever just by one word you say to them or a phrase that you say to them. And the words that God spoke into existence, into this thing that we call the Bible, right? The, um, that is how we learn to recognize his voice. And so the more we dive into scripture, the more we are able to recognize his voice in our, in a, on a daily basis. And so we can start using scriptures when we pray. We can start using what God has already established as the truth to counteract the lies. Because what happens in our lives is there, it's a constant spiritual battle. And if you guys go back and listen to my podcast on hidden forces, it really breaks this down well. Um, but, but we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against the rulers, against the evil forces in this present darkness. And so like this is our, this life, this world is not what we put our hope in. That is not where we derive our purposes from. And, and what I mean by this world is this current state of being. Um, we put our hope, and this is what the whole Bible is telling us, we put our hope in the age to come. What is the age to come? We've been, we've been in this Western culture and we have all of these ideas of what heaven is like and what, well, no, the, the scriptures actually explain that Jesus, the Messiah, that walked through the earth one time and died on the cross to give us the Holy Spirit, will actually return again to renew all things, unite all things in him on earth and in heaven. And that is an amazing thing to know that he is going to come here to earth in his creation, the creation in which God Almighty actually dwells within, in, in, a, in hidden places, in, in the heavens, up above. You know, like whatever we think of as the expanse of the universe that's where God dwells. We, we can't really understand it. We've never been able to scientifically really answer, oh, why is the universe expanded? Why can't we see behind? It's, it's, you, you, we will never be able to. And, and I mean, even science says that. And that's because 
we cannot save ourselves. We have this idea in society right now that through technology, we are going to come to a place where we're able to save ourselves, that we're able to, to transcend death, that we're able to do all of these things, which I think is are cool. Like, I think that a lot of, you know, advancements in modern medicine are really important. I think to focus on real life things is really important. But to put all of our hope and faith in humanity itself, being able to create technology in which we'll save our lives and we're not going to die, that is just, that's so far fetched to me. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Where we put our hope is in the age to come. And the age to come is when Jesus returns to earth to rule from Jerusalem, to rule from Israel, you know. And we actually go and meet him in the sky upon his return. Us as believers, us as obedient followers of Jesus, we get, like, we are adopted into his kingdom, into his workforce, that that the, the age to come is where we put our hope in because it's so much greater than this false idea that we've created as society of what heaven is. Oh, kumbaya, harps, singing songs for eternity. It's like, no, that is not what we're going to be doing. It, God has come to reunite earth and heaven. He came to reunite everything in heavenly places, everything in him, everything that's good, and get rid of everything that's bad. And he's going to do that here on earth. He didn't create the earth for no reason just to destroy it. Like people have these weird, and I had these weird understandings of that. But we put our hope in the age to come because the age to come can be right now. One of the things that my friend Jordan and I talked about was that eternity starts now, that we're actually joining in to God's ultimate plan, ultimate um, promise that he's going to make all things new. But it's not just going, he's not just going to come and snap his fingers and everything's going to be like perfect again. Yes, he's going to give us restored bodies. He is going to judge the ones worthy of being judged. He is going to um, rule and do amazing, incredible things that we can't even imagine what he's going to do when he returns and he's ruling. But then we actually join in to the rebuilding of the kingdom. We, go, we join in to the re rebuilding of the Garden of Eden. It's incredible because we're going to be able to do things and explore things that, that are unimaginable. Like, I'm almost positive that there will be french fries and we'll also be able to fly. Like, I'm not for sure. If I said I was for sure, I would be lying. But it's, I think it's really good to, like, brainstorm and dream about what the age to come is going to be like. And we have some hints of what it'll be like. We have some hints, but it's going like, we have a body for a reason. Some people think that, oh, we just die. Our soul leaves our body and that's it. But no, it's like our bodies were created 
for a reason because God is a good God. For one, he made us in his image. So God has hands. He has eyes. He has a mouth. But also, he gave us a way to like navigate reality itself. He gave us a way to interact with his creation. He made us into creation. And what's so cool about the age to come is like everything that you would ever that's ever been good on this earth will be amplified times a million and we'll be able to do it all together for eternity. So you you know how like you go to a get together or a Christmas party or something like that. I'm actually on the way to Christmas party right now. I'm running a little bit late because I wanted to set this audio recorder up. So, uh, yeah, sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> but when when you go to these gatherings, there's always this, you know, most of the time we can really enjoy the moment and enjoy being with each other. But there's always an end to the the festive the festivities. You know, there's always an end to that. There's always an end to it. And imagine a party that never ends. Like it's not, it's not just going to be like this like idea of just singing songs. Like singing songs is a great way to worship God. I love doing it and he loves it. You know, I, I did it this morning when I was in the shower, getting out of the shower. I just kind of like was, was in awe of who God was. But what true worship is, is exactly that just being in awe of who God is. So we were talking about purpose, right? And that's what the point of this podcast is. But I wanted to give all that context of what really plays into purpose itself. Like people um, often, I just passed some cops. I hope they, I was going way too fast. I hope they don't come and get me. Uh, Okay, I think I'm good. Turn on that cruise control. All right, we're off to the races. So yeah, we're talking about purpose, but I really wanted to give you all of the context that really plays into what purpose is. You know, we have to know what the scriptures say to be able to find our own purpose in our life. We have to know what God says about us to receive our true identity. Identity is a whole nother conversation, but that falls into the purpose. Like, what is our identity? Well, God says it's one of royalty. That we have been adopted into a royal priesthood and, and, and into a family. And, and why that is so great is exactly about what we we're saying before. We, we are adopted into a kingdom and a family even if on this earth we didn't have one before. You know, we are adopted into something much bigger than anybody could ever construct here. And that just soothes my heart because it's like, okay, if you really are aware, you know, of your surroundings, of life, of what, what's important, what's not important, you're really trying to seek that every day, you're trying to become a better person, you, you find time and time again that nothing of this world can truly satisfy even though this sunset right now well it's not quite a sunset but the the sun lowering which is the sunset just way higher is beautiful right now and so i don't want to take away from what god has made and i think that's many times what we do as a church 
is we say, okay, well, God's going to scrap this. That was This is the 1.0 version. He's going to bring the 2.0 version. Just scrap this. This was bad. No, God made the earth and the garden for us to exist in. And he, he made it for us from a loving place. Like, it's an incredible piece of art. Like, and each one of us, you in particular, are a piece of art created by God. And so when we start to think about creation in that way, we start to get closer to our true purpose in life, our, the true meaning of life, the true purposes that we need to walk into. When we realize that it is not us that made us, it is not, it is not just a, a random event that made the earth we begin to move closer to the path of fullness of joy. And that's really what we're looking for in life. When we're looking for purpose, we're looking for fulfillment. We're looking for things that will make us feel good, make us feel fulfilled. But we want it to last. We really do. We want it to last. And, and, and often we, we try to find that thing in, in things that inherently don't last. Like, Everything we know right now, it sounds harsh, but will be dust. Will be dust. Every person we know right now will be dust. Every device, every, you know, whatever it is. If we put all our worth in something that is inherently temporary, goodness it's it's that's a very you know that's in it's inherently temporary and we want to find lasting fulfillment out of it we never will we try time and time again so what is the thing that can give you fulfillment time after time after time after time age after age after age after age and it's the promise of the gospel it's the promise that jesus will return he will renew the earth and we will be com a communion together for eternity. Like, let, let, me, let me just explain it a little bit. We are going to be able to be on God's architectural design teams. We are going to be able to be on the, <laughs> the decisions bureau of what ne next planet we should explore you know, what next planet we should make whatever creation on. You know, what's the next way of communication? What's the next way of travel? What's the next way of fill in the blank? Like for eternity, it's going to be a discovery of what God made. And this, this, that we're, this existence that we have right now, this existence that we know, the only existence that we know is but a sliver of what God intended it to be. It is but a sliver of what is possible within his creation. And once he returns, he's going to unlock. Have you heard that we only, I don't know the, the science behind this, but it's like in that show Limitless that we only use, I don't know, 10% of our brain or something like that or 20%, I'm not entirely sure. But if that is true, then, then potentially 
in the age to come, after Jesus returns and we get renewed bodies, we use 100% of our, our minds and brains. And that is fascinating to me because to me that, that makes it seem or it's pretty apparent to me that there's so much more to be unlocked in this present in in this creation after it becomes its renewed state i know that all might be a little confusing um, but if you guys have any questions about these things um, feel free to reach out to me i think it's created.curious on instagram um, you can find me on facebook bailey.mullins or bailey mullins on facebook um, or bailey.mullins on instagram send me a message um, I would love to talk to you about this and anything we discuss here because it's a lot of new stuff and, and a lot of people don't really understand the whole biblical story fully. And I really don't as much either. But uh, shout out to my boy Josh Hawkins. Uh, he's been running. He's been really he's one of the most obedient people to God I've ever met. He is a missionary, college missionary in college station and he has dedicated his life to teaching college students the true story of the scriptures that what the gospel actually means how we should read the bible why we need to 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 read it in the hebrew and the greek why we need the historical um context to truly understand what it's saying and how we, because of Platonism uh, and Plato and origin, we have a lens in Western culture that is not what the Bible is actually saying. That, that these people actually combined the, the, the lens in which we see the Bible from with Greek mythology. And that takes away from what God's really trying to tell us is that there is hope. There is so much hope and, and it's not in another place. It's right here for us to grasp and for us to join into the fight against darkness. It's, it's for us to gather the people. Get ready, guys. Get ready for the return of our Lord. Get ready for the return of our God. Get ready. Like, Get ready. Get excited. Start aligning our lives with the um, with the will of God. And so, overall, if we're talking about purpose, if we want to take all of that context into purpose, it's really asking and seeking out God for what path He designed us to walk. Now, again, we have free will, so we don't have to. But he wants true love. He wants real choice for us to have. So he wants us to choose him. If we made people like love us, if we made them hang out with us, that would be horrible. That's not true love. And so he wants that true fullness of love. And, and, and that is found through listening to him and listening to why he made us. And, and so... Some practicals to leave you guys with is, number one, get into scriptures, learn how the nature of God, learn what he sounds like, what he feels like, you know, learn 
how he makes decisions. Second, I mean, really pray and pray unceasingly, meaning align every thought with the Holy Spirit. Invite God into your decision making on a daily basis while you're driving. Be having a conversation with God while before bed, have a conversation with God when you wake up. And I think that's one of the most important things to me and how I align my daily life with the will of what he wants. Because, okay, here's what it comes down to is the only path to fullness of joy is obedience to God because he knows what the path is. He knows how to guide us to that path, a path that we cannot find without a guide. Like, how do we ever think that we're going to go in the Amazon jungle without a God? This this sun looks beautiful right now. Um, without a God, how do how do we think we're ever gonna go into the Amazon jungle without a guide and actually, you know, know where to go, how to get out, how to get to the watering hole that that we've never been to before? Like we've never been to where we will be in the future. And so why do we? Why are we so confident that we know how to get there and we know the best way to get there? It's like, no, we need guidance from our creator of how to get to that place. And, and through waking up in the morning and saying, hey, God, I want to give you all the worries I have. I know I have these like these hum- basic human needs, these basic human worries. I'm worried about this. I you know, don't know how I'm going to do on this test. I, I, my girlfriend broke up with me. Like, I'm not feeling good. I, I'm a little unhealthy right now. I need to start working out. Like, <laughs> just cast that all on to him that's what he's asking from us he's he's asking us to just give that to him he's asking for that and um and and yeah so so starting with that and then saying god fill me with my true identity for the day tell me who i am you know allow me to feel that and and believe that and 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 that is found within the scriptures that is found within really receiving, allowing God to come in and heal us, allowing God to prune us uh, like of the branches that aren't bearing fruit, allowing God to shift our hearts and listening to conviction, not allowing the enemy to get in, putting on the armor of God and saying, saying, devil enemy, you are not allowed to mess with me today. Calling upon the authority of the name of Jesus, it's real. God is real and he's active, and he wants to know you more and more and more, and he's coming again to make all things new again. He's coming again, and that's where we put our hope in because it's it's really the only thing that is worth putting our faith in, worth putting our hope in, and so thank you guys for listening. I am going to try to speed, not speed. That's breaking the law. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm going to I'm going to try to get home speedily so that I can uh, enjoy this ugly Christmas sweater party, white elephant. I got my gift right next to me. And yeah, so thank you guys for listening. And I hope that you like these on the road kind of, I don't know, it kind of feels like a little bit of a sermon, but just not really more of a teaching and um, and more of just talking and, and exploring ideas together. And so uh, let me know what you think um, by sending me a message. And, and that's Bailey Mullins on pretty much all uh, social medias. You can find me. If you're on LinkedIn, um, send me a message there. 
Um, and if you want to follow the, the actual podcast page, it's created.curious on Instagram. Um, I love you guys a lot, and I, I just pray that you will have a fantastic day. And actually, I'm going to do that real fast. I'm going to pray for you guys. So God, I, I pray for all of my listeners right now. I pray for the created curious family, all these people that are, cu- are curious of who you are, what you want of them, that they're they, they, they seeking you and, and you are just so happy to see that. God, I just pray that you will move forward in their lives every single day, that they will feel a shift after this episode um, of your love for them, of your ultimate knowledge of what they should do with their lives, what they should do with every single one of their days. And I just pray that you fill them with your comfort, that you draw them closer to you, closer to seeking your heart, Lord. So I just pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, thank you for being here with me. And I'm, I'm excited for what we're going to be able to discover together. I know God has so much, so many plans, so many purposes, so much in the works um, for this community. And so I, I want to create ways for you guys to get together and talk about some of these topics. And so we'll have some type of group soon. I don't know what platform that's going to be on. If you want to give me suggestions, uh, please send me a direct message on any of those um, social medias. Alrighty, guys. Love you a lot. Have a great rest of your day. Praise God. And just a Merry Christmas because it's on its way. Alrighty, guys. See you later.